Welcome to Money with Alpha, where I share simple tips for how to make, save and invest money while also connecting your values with your lifestyle so you can achieve the life you really want. You will also hear interviews from real people as they share the ups and downs of their money journey. After all, we are all on a journey and what better way to learn about money than to hear what hasn't and has worked. Hi and welcome to this latest episode where I'm going to talk about my favorite money books and other books as well. Now there's that saying, you are what you eat. And I'm also a believer in you are what you read. Now this is a bit tongue in cheek, but what it basically means is that we are constantly learning and acquiring knowledge and reading books is a great way to do that. I love to read. And before having my daughter, I used to read a lot more than I do now. I've now had to become much more selective about what I read as I don't get as much time to do it and the time of day I do get to read, I'm usually pretty tired and can often be found asleep with my book. (laughs) While I do like reading about money, it's definitely not all I read about. My go-to chill-out genre is crime, espionage fiction or historical fiction. I also love to read memoirs or autobiographies people write about their lives and experiences and inspiration and things like that. So that, that's also another, another genre I love. Now, there are so, so many books out there and there are so many books about money. Um, considering we all connect with different writers and presenters of information, um, it's a very personal thing. So the list that I'm about to share with you is very much personal to me. Uh, but I'll also go through the list and why um, explain why I actually like these books. So the first one on my list is um, Barefoot Investor. And this is his original book as well as his book for families. And this is by Scott Pape. Now, Scott Pape has a very conversational style, so it's easy to read and he explains things pretty clearly. Um, sometimes for me, he goes off on a bit of a tangent uh, but he still he still is very very relevant and and quite simple in how he uh, expresses things and how he structures things. So, for instance, while I prefer to call bank accounts or buckets, as he refers to them, what they actually are for, uh, the concept of mojo money <laughs> re- resonates with a lot of people. But the important part for me is that he has steps and structure for people to follow, so you can get where you want to go. And it doesn't matter when you pick up the book and what step you're in, you can pick it up and run with where you're at and move from there. Um, You read, obviously, the the earlier steps in case there's something you may have missed or you can still learn from. Um, But it's it's not like you you have to be at the beginning in order to get something out of the book. Um, And the the family's book is important too because it helps you to, to teach your kids about money. Um, I had already planned to, to, to get I had a piggy bank ready for my daughter and it was one of these sort of um, special clear ones which were split into four, you know, save, spend, invest and give. Um, but then because I started her on pocket money when she was five, but then when I read um, the, the family's Barefoot Investor book, he talks about jam jars. And turns out my daughter um, liked that concept more because she got to decorate the jam jars. Uh, we might graduate up to that that um, that pig down the track. We'll see. So the next book that I really like is called On Your Own Two Feet by Helen Baker. Now, Helen is an incredibly passionate, knowledgeable and experienced financial planner based in Brisbane, Australia. And her book is specifically for women, although the financial concepts are universal. And it helps take you through the different age 
um, decade, so to speak, of what you need to do and be aware of during these periods because there'll be different things that impact and different things to think about and you'll have different priorities at different part, ages and times in your life. So this book is very much aimed at, at helping you grow through your life financially. Uh, it's easy to follow. She doesn't use too much jargon and it's very relevant to the Australian financial system. Um, so that's another good one. And then comes, um, it's just a little bit of a, an odd one, but it's called Money, Master the Game by Tony Robbins. Now, while we probably all know Tony Robbins as a primarily a motivational speaker, um, I actually really enjoyed this book. He has quite an engaging writing style. There was a lot of really good information in it. He put a lot of research into it. And while some of the technical side is very American-focused, there are a lot of concepts that he goes through that are pretty universal. And he draws on his immense experience with people and knowing the things that hold them back. So he weaves that into it as well, and that's the part that is also very important. The other thing that he goes through quite a bit in this book is investing, which I, I found quite quite interesting, actually. Um, and he either interviews if the people are still alive or goes through um, what some of the world's most successful investors do or did, depending whether or not they're still alive. Um, and it's, he breaks it down and, and explains the reasons behind it and gives you some really valuable insights into the world of investing. So that, that's another good book. Uh, the next one that I wanted to recommend also is um, Sacred Success, A Course in Financial Miracles by Barbara Stanny. So this book is also focused on helping women, but it's focused on the overcoming financial obstacles, both mentally, practically, and also spiritually. And she talks about how change starts within, and this book is designed to help you with the inside work um, so that you can make the outside change easier and faster. So it's also, it, it is quite, there is a little bit of esotericness to it, but it's, it's, a, it's a good read as well. And then no list of books on, on money would be complete without Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Now, this is a classic book in any measure of things, but especially when it comes to, to books about money. And while the language is a little old-fashioned, um, amazingly, the principles and concepts are just as relevant today as when this book was first published in 1937. It just goes to show that our problems haven't really changed a huge amount in, um, in such a, a lengthy amount of time. So the book goes through what he calls the blueprint of 13 steps, and it takes the reader, helps the reader take control of their money, both mentally and physically, and it's very much focused on taking action which seems to be a bit of a common theme that runs through a lot of things, both the books as well as, I don't know, if you've, if you've listened to other podcasts or read anything that, I, that, I've, read, that I've written um, about how it's all making sure that we get our headspace right and ultimately we've got to do something. Regardless of what it is, you just do one thing followed by the next and it's about consistently taking action and doing things and that's the only way you're ever going to get anywhere with anything. I mean, we're talking about money here, but... This is, this is these are also good good guides for life. And then sorry, and there is actually one more. Sorry, there are the um, Secret Live sorry Secret Millionaires Club, uh, written by Andy and Amy Hayward. Um, it's actually based on a TV show from America, but it's um, Warren Buffett's Twenty Six Secrets to Success in the Business of Life, and it's targeted mainly at older children and parents. And, and interestingly, it is actually their stories based on um, Warren Buffett's personal reflections on money, life, business, ethics, and more. And all of the principles in the book have actually been personally proved by Warren Buffett, who, if you don't know, is one of the most successful investors of all time. 
is nicknamed the Oracle of Omaha because that's where in the U.S. he lives. Uh, and he has this uncanny ability to just kind of sense how things are going. And a lot of people flock from around the world, well, at least pre-COVID they did, to his annual address that he would give um, in Omaha. So that's um, that's quite an interesting one too, and it's done very very engagingly, especially for for probably more early teenage children and older. Um, now I could go on, but I'll leave the money books there because that's that's probably uh, enough. If you haven't read any of those, I'd highly recommend at least looking at them. And um, there's always juicy things that you get out of anything, really. Um, but because life isn't just about money, we are holistic creatures, us human beings. Uh, and we need to nourish our our souls as well as our minds. Um, here are some of my favourite non-money books. So I have to say Agatha Christie first up because she's she's she was my first literary idol from the first time I picked up one of her books at the age of thirteen, and she's probably the one that that made me love the the genre of crime. And I, I still love her her stories and her books today. I, I've read everything she's written, including her autobiography and even one of her romance novels, which she wrote on a, under a pseudonym. Um, but yeah, she's. I would if you if you like crime, definitely. I mean, she is a bit old school now, but um, she still writes wonderfully tantalising stories. And another book um, that I've I've recently sort of discovered is the subtle art of not giving up. Um, by Mark Manson and it was actually quite surprising I didn't expect it to be a self-help book which it um and it's which it sort of is and it's a it's a very he's very direct and full of relatable real life stories and facts I was quite surprised at, at how researched and factual his book actually is um and it'll definitely give your mindset a reality check because it's it's been doing that for me and I, I'm really enjoying it and I would I would thoroughly recommend it um, another book is Creativity Inc. by Ed Catmull. He's one of the um, founders of um, Pixar. And this is the story of how Pixar came to be, how they um, how they managed their, their kind of creativity and their inspiration and built uh, characters and stories that were pretty unique um, and used the world of animation, which was, which was evolving at the time. And it's, it's a really beautiful, fascinating read. He writes it very well. The next one is also becoming more of a classic. It's um, Start With Why by Simon Sinek. This this was, when I first read this, this was a life-changing book for me. And again, if you've, if you've um, listened to or read anything um, that, I've, that I've done, I, 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 I take this these um, concepts quite a lot and always ask the question, why? Why do you want to do this? Why do you want the lifestyle that you want? Why is this important to you? Because it's, it's, it is important to understand the why, because otherwise, what are we doing it all for? Just because somebody else wants it, that, that you will never stick at something if it's, if it's not, uh, if the why is not deeply embedded in, in you. And so, like I said, as, while these concepts are no longer new, they are still extremely relevant. All right. Now, next is um, Good to Great by Jim Collins. And while it's a book for corporations or about corporations, the principles behind it are just as applicable to individuals and small businesses. How do you go from, from just being good at something to really great at something? What does it actually take? How many hours of practice? You know, we see these overnight successes that took 10 years. <laughs> so he kind of goes through that and breaks it down and, and in a way it makes you feel a little less bad and you're like, oh, I should really be good at this. I'm like, well, A, do you want to be? And B, um, have you put in the amount of work that, it takes to be great at something and to not 
not to make you feel bad about it, but to just kind of help you put things in perspective. So I, I really like that book. And for a good, like, you know, just chill out kind of read pretty much anything by Ken Follett and his um, – he used to do sort of more spy thrillers and he sort of evolved into historical fiction. And he has things like the Century Trilogy or the Kingsbridge Trilogy, um, Fall of Giants, uh, Pillars of the Earth, all those. And I, I love those books. Um, they're, they're really they're, – they're meaty. They're quite large books. Um, and there's this, this trilogy, uh, these ones each. So there's obviously three three large books, so you can really get into the stories. And they're just great reads. And you actually kind of learn about history in the process, watching it unfold with a, a fictitious story um, in the foreground. But the, the history, historical part is, is true. So a lot of, lot of fun reading those books too. And finally, um, I couldn't put a list together without including something by Bill Bryson. Um, his sarcasm in which is is great to read, and one of the books that I, the one that specifically I've got here is a short history of nearly everything. Um, I first encountered Bill Bryson because I love um, travel, and if I can't travel, I love reading about it. Um, and his his travel books are, are just hilarious. The, the, the spin he puts on things, and the research he's done, and the links he makes is just priceless. So this one he does, he uses his, his normal wit, but in, he applies it to history from everything from the Big Bang start of, of life um, to the present day. And it's a great way to catch up on a few thousand years of history in one book. So they're, they're some of my favorites. And, uh, you know, this is something I'd love to start a conversation on this. So if you do want to share what some of your favorite books are, um, be they money or other topics, um, go to my Money Made Simple Facebook page, which is MMS Money Made Simple. Happy reading. <laughs>